0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins-Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. Well, you all know how much we love to do beauty shows, right, my beautiful producer, Lori Houston? (laughs) We do. We do. Well, this is a very special beauty show because we have a very special guest. She is, in fact, the go-to dermatologist to the world's most beautiful people. And, ladies, it's all about the skin. She is Dr. Ann Chappis, a celebrated dermatologist and dermatological surgeon, and the founder and medical director of Union Square Laser Dermatology, which is a state of the art center for medical and cosmetic skin treatments right here in New York City. She has been recognized by Elle Magazine as a beauty genius for her acclaimed laser and cosmetic treatments, in which she applies the latest scientific research to deliver the best possible care and results for each patient. And full disclosure. I am one of them. Oh, and and she's also very, very smart, having graduated from Harvard Medical School with honors, no less. And she probably has the smoothest forehead of any adult I've ever met. And this is with a thriving medical practice and two young children. Dr. Chappis, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much
1: so <laughs> much for having me and for that wonderful introduction. I know this is radio, but I am actually blushing. So thank you very, very
0: much. Oh, my goodness. Well, you seem so calm and cool. You probably never yell at your children, do you? <laughs>
1: Ever. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, I look calm and cool, but I've been going to lose my temper for a little bit.
0: Oh, my but goodness. Thank you
1: so much. That was so oh. kind of you. And like I said, it's such a pleasure to be here with you and your listeners. And we're really excited to talk about all the, you know, newest, latest things as well as hopefully give you some helpful tips, you know, to help everybody uh, maintain a healthy skin throughout, you know, these hot summer months and beyond.
0: Well, we are counting on you to do so, but I, I have to tell you that my kids are the ones who gave me all the lines to begin with, and thank goodness, you, ta- <laughs> you take them away with Zyamed, and that's all I have to say, so thank you. Thank you for that. So, <laughs> so uh, Dr. Chappis. that said, before, there were cosmetic lasers and cosmetic fillers and all the wonderful treatments and therapies that you do uh, to keep us looking forever young, uh, which, again, we'll discuss in a bit. Uh, we went to a dermatologist primarily with the goal of having really good skin, and and today I think that kind Concept sometimes gets lost for some people in their quest for simply looking younger, but it all starts with a good foundation. And I don't mean the cosmetic. I mean, having good skin. That's a basic, right?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, our skin is our largest organ, right? So, I mean, that's that's one of the things we always talk about is it's it's our largest organ. It's a living organ. Um, it changes, you know, as we, we go throughout life. It's affected by our environment. Our, its biggest role is actually to protect our body from all the environmental assault. So, it's one of our biggest immune organs in our body. Um, and it's also a lot of times a reflection of our inner health. So, you know, the skin is what is most exciting a lot of times a dermatologist is, you know, it's it, we see signs and symptoms of someone's overall health. So it really is, um, you know, something that, that it's important to not only take care of as, as you take care of your entire body, um, but also, you know, I, I, exactly what you're saying. There's There's a lot of things we can do just um, basic skin care that everybody should follow um, and that's that's you know I'm a big proponent of healthy skin and also beautiful skin and I think the two of those go hand in hand oftentimes
0: so you're never too old or even too young to start to take or to continue to take proper care of your, your proper you're, care of your you're skin.
1: absolutely right. And, you know, as a dermatologist, I see everybody from infants to 90-year-olds in the practice. And, you know, people often come to me and they say, oh, gosh, you know, I tanned I in my teen years and I didn't pay attention to my 20s. And, you know, I was too busy in my 30s. Is, is it too late now that I'm in my 40s and my 50s to do something? And I, I always talk to somebody. It's never too late. Um, I also have young people coming in in their teens and 20s wanting to, you know, know how to get on the right course. And I generally, you know, talk about it, you know, as, as what people do now is really setting themselves up for a better, healthier skin in the next decade. Um, so it's never too late to start to develop good habits. Um, I also, you know, use the example of kind of brushing your teeth every night. You know, you need your, your teeth your whole life. You want to take care of them. You need your skin your whole life. You want to take care of it. And it's never too, too early or too late to start.
0: Now, what are some of the basics that you know never sleep with makeup on? Or, I mean, what are some of the basics that you share yeah, with your I patients? Mean, those,
1: those are some of my you know, those, that's definitely true. I mean, I I think you never, you know, want to go to bed with makeup on or, you know, try to remember to do that. But, but I, I, I'm a big keep it simple person. I'm a, a big believer in ingredients that um, that are effective and that have been proven and widely. Um, shown to help skin, and I'm a big believer that it doesn't have to be expensive. So you know, there's a lot of great drugstore things that that can be staples of everybody's skincare. Um, and the number one thing is just a good cleanser. Everyone should be washing their face once or twice a day. Typically, twice a day would be helpful. But you want to use a mild cleanser. You don't want to use something that's abrasive. That has um, I I'm not I really don't like some of the scrubs and the the acid wash for most people because they're just a little too hard harsh but there's a lot of great mild cleansers out there can i use brand names on your show or i'm not I sure if that's okay no okay. you can um okay <laughs> so um <you laughs> go know, for I, it I, okay good I, um, You know, I I generally have my patients, you know, go to their local drugstore and use things like some Cetaphil and CeraVe and Neutrogena, like very, very mild cleansers that you can easily find. I also like some of these um, at nighttime, some of the wipes that have come out from those companies are great too, to kind of remove all the makeup before um, you use your cleanser. So that kind of makes sure that, that your skin is extra clean and you don't want to over cleanse because if you strip all the essential oils off our skin, you're going to be dry out and more prone to irritation so cleansing is important Um, protection is important so everybody I should recommend wearing a, a sunscreen every single day on their face the American Academy of Dermatology recommends that we all wear an SPF 30 lotion or higher it can be part of a moisturizer regimen which I think for most people is very simple and easy um, and so I, I recommend that everybody, no matter what age they are, start something along those lines. Now, it's summertime here in New York City, people are you know, out at the beach, they're doing a lot of outdoor activities, and, and the SPF 30 just isn't enough if you're going to have prolonged sun exposure. So for those patients who do anticipate that, I recommend they use an SPF 50 sunscreen and not to forget to reapply it every 80 to 90 minutes because it does wear off and get sweated off outside. Um, so those are, you know, cleanser, sunscreen. I think a couple other good things are antioxidants have really come a long way. Um, antioxidants are are natural sponges that help to um, soak up the uh, you know, damaging type of free radicals that develop in our skin as a result of pollution and stress and sun exposure. Um, Typically, we apply our antioxidants um, right after our cleanser and before sunscreen in the morning. And vitamin C is really one of nature's best antioxidants. And I I advise all my patients, no matter what their age is, to start a vitamin C serum. Um, Typically, it should be about 20%. um, And it's kind of, um, it has to be in a dark, bottle because vitamin C can Mm -hmm. become unstable um, if it's not in a dark bottle. And then for for patients who maybe are, are looking to get a little bit more boost, um, to their anti-aging regimen. Um, maybe they're starting to see some fine lines or pigmentation and discoloration. Um, treatment options are for nighttime generally are vitamin A-based treatments. Vitamin A, based treatments. Um, vitamin A is, is something we've used for decades in dermatology. It's one of um, nature's um, best building blocks for collagen. It helps to even out pigmentation, fine lines, and wrinkles. Um, it helps to improve acne. And most vitamin A comes in the form of retinol, which is available over the counter, or mm-hmm. tretinoin, which is the prescription version. And patients can use a small amount at nighttime, um, starting in the middle of their face, working out um, to um, help improve their pores, fine lines, wrinkles, um, and, and those types of skin
0: concerns. I'm getting, I'm going to CVS and buying the whole thing. <laughs> I'm getting everything. Uh, I was
1: going to say, so remember <laughs> cleanse, protect, vitamin B, and uh, vitamin C and vitamin A, you'll be in good hands.
0: You know, let's go back a little bit to sun protection because I think that's 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 incredibly important. And you know, everyone, of course, as you mentioned, is aware they should be aware of getting too much. And uh, certainly, it can cause uh, not only the the sun damage and the wrinkling, but also skin cancer because right. of over exposure. And um you know i don't take sun i'm i'm quite pale as as you know but even i who am aware of this didn't realize that and i came to you and I said i have this little dry spot on one cheek and it's a little flaky and i thought oh you know it hasn't gone away and you said you know that could be concerning so yeah. when is it that we should say you know there is something on my skin that doesn't look right and should i see a doctor right.
1: so- so that's a really good good example. Um, we all get little. So so first of all, we we're hyper aware of of these abnormalities because one in five Americans will develop skin cancer um, in in their future. So. For for most people, skin cancer is not deadly when it's caught early. It's highly treatable. So we do want to encourage patients to examine their skin on a regular basis. When you get out of the shower, pay attention to, you know, get a mirror, look at your back, look at look at your back of your legs. And if you notice things that are changing, so if you notice uh, a mole that's darkening or growing or scabbing or bleeding, that's something that you should bring to your to dermatologist's attention right away. Other spots such as the scaly spot that you recalled, um, typically dry skin should resolve in a week or two. If mm-hmm. you're finding that you have a little patch of dry skin that you keep putting moisturizer on and it's not going away and maybe it's a little bit sensitive, um, that could be the sign of some early sun damage that does need to be removed so that it doesn't turn into um, a skin cancer and the other type of skin cancers um, sometimes we see are pimples that don't go away. So, you know, everybody gets pimples once in a while, even, you know, as as we get older. But if you have kind of a bump that bleeds when you wash your face or it just keeps coming back, or it seems to go away um, and then come back, that's also something that would, would raise some red flags for me. So. Those are, those are the big tips. Moles that are growing, changing, darkening, um, kind of bothering someone in some way, um, patches of dry skin that don't resolve in a week or two, or pimples that don't go away. Those could all be, be more significant issues that should be addressed by your dermatologist.
0: Right. I once wrote a story entitled, Know Your Moles,
1: and I thought that was oh, one of my better that. titles. <laughs> I love that. Know Your Moles. And it's true. I mean, you, I always tell my patients, I get to see them once or twice a year, but you look at your skin every single day. And don't forget to know your partner's moles too, I would say. Um, there's, there's you know, a lot of evidence that women tend to find more moles on their, their spouses and on their husbands. Um, but, you know, husbands can can help out too. So um, it's important to check your, your partner as well
0: what are some of the common things that can go wrong with with your skin that you hear on a day daily basis
1: well, I, I mean, like I said, skin is a dynamic organ. It's, it's always changing. I mean, it's, it's we, we get a lot of different things. I think, you know, the most common thing we see in our office is acne. Um, acne, you know, affects most people as a teenager, but still 10 to 15% of adults do experience some type of acne. Um, it's different um, than what they had as a teenager. It's sometimes more hormonally associated. Um, it's sometimes on their chest and the back, especially this time in the summer People are working out more um, and sweating more, I should say. So, so that's, that's kind of the, the more common things we see, and there's a lot of – there's actually some new medications and things that have been shown to help this kind of adult acne that, that um, is, is becoming more prevalent. Um, allergic reactions are kind of common right now. It's funny. I, I just even saw a couple this morning. Um, people are are going on vacation. maybe their sun's a, their skin's a little bit more dry or a little bit more sensitive to things, but they're also in different environments where they're exposed to things that um, maybe they didn't have in, in, you know in their normal environment and it's bringing out allergic reactions. so um, we're seeing that um, I had someone today who had you know allergic reaction to yeah, uh, lime in, in a drink she had on vacation so oh, you know it's, yeah it's just you there's lots of that's kind of a common thing that we also see in the skin and dermatologists are, are very good at diagnosing and help with it as well.
0: So. There are emergencies. Should we squeeze a pimple or...
1: Well, you know. you know, it's kind of funny, There, are, you know, what we call derm emergencies. that really varies here in New York. Um, but yeah, you know, a, a pimple before a big event like a wedding is, is an emergency and um, or a cold sore outbreak or any of those things, you know, can really affect, you know, how you how you feel about yourself and how you present yourself to others. Um, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, the best thing if you can get in and, and see the, the physician and usually we, we offer same day appointments um, we can do a little injection of cortisone into those pimples, and that usually brings down the inflammation and swelling in about twenty four hours. But if it's on a Sunday and you can't get in anywhere and, you know, you want to do something, um, I generally tell people, please don't pop it because it's going to make it bleed and could scar and could get infected and make a much worse problem. Um, but if you can go to your local drugstore and buy a, a, you know, a 5% or 10% benzoyl peroxide solution, that can help to to clear it up quicker. There's also a new over-the-counter medicine called Differin, um, which can also help to uh, heal pimples and prevent them in the future as well so so there are you know there's some home remedies you can try but please you know to pop it and squeeze it is really not is going to make the situation far worse
0: even though it's kind of tempting to do so. <laughs> I
1: know. Everybody, I mean, I think we all have the innate, you know, <laughs> desire to squeeze something. And, and there's, a, you know, a dermatologist on YouTube is making a fortune popping pimples right now. So, uh, you know, it, I, I know everybody wants to do it. But the best thing is try to just, you know, not do it for as soon as you can and then call first thing in the morning and it, uh, hopefully, you know, have it treated in the office.
0: And also uh, now over the counter medication like a cortisone cream or some, as you just mentioned, also the creams that um, were only prescription. Uh, right. So, so yeah,
1: the biggest one that just came out is different. I mean, we've been using adapalene uh, cream um, for for decades, and it's it's a great cream. It's a good good first start for someone who may be having mild acne or occasional acne outbreaks. And you know, we have, we advise the patients to just use a pea size amount to all four quadrants of their face at night time, um, and blend it in. And a lot of times, you know, that can help take care of the problem. Um, benzoyl peroxide is also available over the counter. It's great acne um, bacteria killer. So you can use that in the morning and the adapalene or different cream at night um, as a first line. And then, you know, like I said, if it's not giving getting better, give it some time. Um, typically, these things do take about eight to 12 weeks to improve. But um, if it's not getting better, that's the time to kind of seek professional help. And, and we can certainly work on that.
0: Right. We can't go to you for every single nodule and rash and bump <laughs> that comes out, which is you don't have Time.
1: <laughs> you don't have enough time. I, I, to yeah, I was gonna say. I, I you know, it, we, we try to offer you know emergency appointments and same day, but you know, it, it's uh, it, it's it's you know, it's always best to kind of try home home remedy first, and you know, like I said, if it doesn't get better, we're happy to help.
0: You're a very very busy doctor. It takes uh, m- months, months, oh, no. years to see you because you are the best. The best. Well, is. That,
1: that's, that's nice of you to say.
0: For, for sure. Um, now let's talk about lasers and fillers. And as, as you said, and of course, if you're waiting on the phone to hear, uh, to, to wait for you, there is a, re- a recorded message that says, don't have anyone but a true professional <laughs> do those. And I agree, because I think sometimes it can get in the wrong hands. Right? Well,
1: well, that's one of the things is that I think most people don't understand because, um, you know, as you're watching TV now and in magazines, these things are becoming more and more uh, prevalent in, in our culture. But a lot of times, you know, the medical societies haven't caught up. So depending on your state, there may be no rules or regulations as to who can operate a laser or do cosmetic procedures. And unfortunately, that is the case here in New York, you don't have to have any medical training, any license. Um, to be, quote-unquote, allowed to to operate a laser. And, you know, after all my experience um, in developing treatments and testing treatments and, and treating patients for, you know, over 15 years with laser devices, I've really come to see that these devices are, are surgical tools like scalpels and they're really only as good as the person who's holding it. So they can get great results with the right settings and the right parameters and the right treatment protocols, but you can also get disastrous results for, yeah. for people, you know, who are not um, doing appropriate care. And so unfortunately, you know, it's it, we're in a buyer beware situation here in New York and in many other states. Um, so I do kind of warn people, yes, you know, that most of these devices in the right hands um, you'll get a great result, but there are risks associated with them. And to minimize those risks, go to somebody who has the experience and the expertise um, to know how to use the device and how it works on the skin.
0: right. And lasers are dangerous in the wrong hands. So they can burn you, right? I they mean can. they're very I mean, powerful. Like,
1: they are powerful. and and they are, you know oftentimes, you know, surgical tools we can have. Um, scarring, you can have infection, you can have color changes in the skin. Um, they can cause fires. You know, it's, it's you know, it's, it mm-hmm. has to really be be done um, appropriately. And and like I said, ninety 99- nine you know, percent of the time people will not have a problem, but I do, you know, as a referral center here, I do see a lot of people who may have had Groupon laser, or, you know, got some special deal on guilt and, you know, they're really unhappy because, you know, they got talked into a treatment and the person had no expertise and now they have, you know, scarring or discoloration. So we do see those cases in the community. And I just, you know, I always tell people, like, try to do your research and your homework. These things are elective um, and go to someone, you know, who, who has the most experience to perform them.
0: Now, that is very good advice. I was telling Lori before the show that I saw a pedicure and Botox. Oh, <laughs> the, my gosh. Uh, the low <laughs> nail salon, I said, hmm. Uh,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, that's, that's where we're living these days. You know, like I said, we unfortunately, there, there are not a lot of rules for that. And, um, you know, it's really up to, up to the, the patient to make, make a wise decision for their health.
0: Yeah, well, you know, let let's talk about some of the latest uh, uh, rejuvenators out there, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, I think you use Zeyman in, in in my forehead, and I know yeah. that there's also Bellatero, There's Radius, which are very good products. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, how do you know what's right for your particular skin?
1: well right. so no. I, I,
0: no. <laughs> I know you know
1: well, I think you know it's, it's interesting because I come and I take a look at each person and I think that um, what we're looking at now is really a multi-layer approach to aging and and um, and uh, in, in rejuvenating the skin so it's it's not that you know we see a wrinkle and treat it, and someone's going to look better. I think it's really looking at their global appearance and and trying to decide you know what's going to help. so usually, I look at kind of the outside in from a person, so we kind of look at their skin quality and see if there's any kinds of um, discoloration or broken blood vessels or textural changes like fine lines or deeper wrinkles, and we address that through skin care or for some directed laser therapies um, that can treat brown spots or treat the the broken blood vessels or redness in the skin and help to refine the the, the um, wrinkles and fine lines and then um, once you know once we make a plan for that, we kind of look at well what 's the next layer, and the next layer could be some of the sagging skin or the changes um, that happen in our fat pockets around our face that make our jowls or make our cheeks fall down or make our tear troughs look bigger. And that's where products such as the Dremel fillers like you recommended, like the Radiesse and the Bellatero, um, help to reposition and, and redrape the skin in a way that's more youthful and then finally we kind of look at um the muscle layer because our musculature whether we're making smiling expressions or frowning expressions or raising our eyebrows um those repeated expressions cause permanent wrinkles over time and neuromodulators like the Xeomin that you mentioned um, can help to weaken those expressions and also to help um re- you know re- improve those fine lines so i'm i'm kind of always You know, not looking for that, I I always say, you know, I don't have a special cure in my office. I don't have, you know, one magic laser that everyone hopes I have that, you know, gets rid of all the wrinkles, the brown spots, lifts your cheeks, removes all the dynamic wrinkles and, and expression wrinkles, and then also, like, makes you slimmer, too. But that doesn't exist. That that sounds like the perfect laser. (laughs) Exactly. I'm going to patent that someday. But um, but but right now, um, you know, we always have to kind of look at a a combination approach, um, oftentimes, to help people, you know, achieve their their best results. Now,
0: you did Fraxel on me recently. Is Mm -hmm. that um, what is what does that do for your skin?
1: So the Fraxel laser is a resurfacing laser and and resurfacing lasers have actually been used for decades um, to help to create new skin. And it does a kind of trick with our skin. It actually gives heat energy all over the face. And what that does is it it creates a wound healing response in our skin. So our our skin thinks that it should make new collagen um, in response to the heat that it's feeling. And so it actually plumps the skin. It helps to smooth fine lines and wrinkles. Um, And it actually helps to remove discoloration in the skin. And what I love about it, because we were doing it for sun damage on your skin, is it removes some of the precancerous change and sun damage cells um, so that your skin is not only looking better, but it's healthier as well. So it has an indication not only for wrinkles and fine lines and appearance, but it also has an indication to help remove some precancerous changes in the skin um, so that patients have less chance of developing skin cancer in the future.
0: Yeah, and you can get sun damage even if you don't, I don't sit in the sun ever, but just by walking or I'm sure you'll agree on a cloudy day, you always have to wear your sunblock because people think, oh, it's cloudy. I don't have to, but you do. No,
1: 80% of UV light comes through the clouds on on cloudy days, so you have to wear it every single day. I do get that question a lot. People say, I just go from my house to my office. Do I need to wear sunscreen? Yes, you do. Um, And there's, you know, genetic accumulation over time too, you know, that that occurs as well. So, you know, it's, it's important, like I said, to to kind of not only be proactive at home, but if you do see some spots of concern to get them treated quickly.
0: Now, doctor, I must ask you some personal questions. As oh, I said sure. in the intro, you have a thriving practice. You have two young kids. How do you personally keep going with it yeah. all, <laughs> through that's, it all? That's a
1: good question. I was actually thinking about that the other day because um, I think we are, you know, and it's in a go, go, go world here in New York. And you know, a lot of times as women, we have, you know, the the they joke about you know the two jobs. You know, you leave one job to go home and start your next job. And I think that's absolutely true. I kind of tell people, you know, like you know, having little kids is a sixteen-hour day job that you never never get a job. vacation from. But you know what I what I try to tell people and, and you know, I think it's so important to take time out for yourself and not feel guilty about it. I think it's it's one of the most important things and, and I know it, it refreshes me when I'm a little bit more protective of my own time, whether that's you know, making sure that I go to the gym or, you know, stretch and work on my posture for Pilates or, you know, even just getting your hair done or something, you need to kind of carve that time and put it on your schedule and make it protected time um, and not feel bad about it and not get talked into putting a meeting or, you know, something else in that time. Because I think if you don't take care of yourself, you really can't be there for others also.
0: Well, that's, that's a good point. And that's why you look so young. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: you don't look stressed at all and I was just marveling at you and your energy and your fitness level I said wow she's she's like the perfect woman
1: oh, <laughs> you, that's she, not true but that's kind of to say.
0: you and Lori perfect women um, now I think doctor I'm sure you'll agree that uh, what you eat uh, ha- plays a big role in how your skin looks and you're uh, trying to Do a little bit to relieve your stress as you just talked about. Are there any lifestyle tips that make for good skin that we should all be following?
1: interesting because there's just an uh, an article that came out in, in dermatological surgery about that and kind of holistic approach to skin care and they they reviewed all the the you know large-scale studies and try to come up with recommendations with with evidence you know I think there's a lot of fad diets and things out there but they try to kind of look and say okay well which one do we have the most evidence for um, I think that um, most dermatologists really recommend low glycemic diet so um, what people may not know is that diets high in unrefined sugars and, and white flour um, actually causes some hormonal changes in our body and especially in our skin, um, which can lead to a lot of inflammation, um, which can lead to a lot of acne outbreaks, which can lead to um, what we see like a breakdown of our collagen in a little faster way. So, um, you know, especially patients who are concerned about their acne, um, one of our first steps is to really kind of take a look at their diet and to try to cut out any um, sweets, unrefined sugars, white bread, white pasta, um, anything that's in there's a whole list of, of foods if you go online that look at what are high glycemic foods um, to try to cut that out of, of our body. Um, most people also kind of, um, recommend, you know, more of a Mediterranean diet that's high in vegetables and fruit. So like we, I try to remind my own kids, eat your colors because colorful foods tend to be better for you and better for your health and for your skin. Um, as well as try to limit, you know, saturated fat foods or high, um, you know, a lot of, um, meat based, um, uh, foods that are not like lean meats like chicken or turkey or fish, but, you know, try to avoid the pork and the the beef. Um, so there, there are some things that I think, you know, lifestyle can affect, but right now, you know, what we see is mostly try to limit the glycemic, um, high glycemic foods and try to um, increase, you know, natural antioxidant foods um, that are, you know, the most colorful foods as well as eating lean protein
0: You wouldn't take away my dairy. Would you ever do that to me, doctor?
1: Well, I like dairy, too. And, And, you know, it's interesting because some people are sensitive to it. And I think, you know, that's what's kind of hard about giving these broad dietary Um, recommendations is that we have such a diverse population and, um, you know, some people, and I have some acne patients who, you know, the hormones in dairy just really aggravate their acne Um, and a lot of other people, other types of inflammatory skin conditions get worse with dairy, but a lot of people tolerate dairy. Dairy, you know, has vitamin D and vitamin C, you know, and calcium, which we all need, so it's not necessary to limit dairy unless you find you're you're in that genetic category that can't tolerate it
0: I might be I don't know, <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I don't know but i'm I'm not gonna even try to to see if if that's the the cause so in 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 any case and also i think you'll agree that um happy people have a glow to their skin that's that's undeniable it comes from within as well i would
1: think i I think that's true and and i mean it's a it's very interesting like you're saying it's um you know, and and it's something we look at in our own practice. If if someone's kind of unhappy from the, the get-go, I can't make them happy, you know, by making their skin look better. But I, I think you're right. I think if you're kind of confident and, and comfortable with yourself, that does show and, and and comes across, too, to others as well.
0: And and my mother used to say in a nasty attitude, wrinkles the soul. And I'm thinking not
1: to, <laughs> not to mention
0: your forehead. And, again, we get to thank goodness for Zayman, <laughs> And thank goodness <laughs> for you. True. That's true. And thank goodness for you, Dr. Ann Chappis. Where can our listeners find your wonderful laser
1: practice? Oh, well, they can find us right here in New York City. We're in Union Square, and they can go to www.unionderm.com.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. So appreciate your time and your wonderful advice. And I will see you soon, of course.
1: (laughs) I hope so. Be well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much,
0: everyone. That is our show. Thank you again, Dr. Ann Chappas. And thank you, Lori, as always. And thank you all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins Michael. I will see you very soon. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before. Have a question for Jane?